Hi, this is Ben Lowell, and thanks for joining us at Back to the Bible Canada. In today's message in our current series, Amazing Grace, More Than I Imagined, we'll hear from guest speaker, Pastor Rob Goddard, as he shares what it means to be strengthened by grace. So let's turn in our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 10. Well, it has been a tremendous privilege to be with you on Back to the Bible Canada over this past week and to have the awesome responsibility and joy of being able to rediscover what grace means in all of its splendor from the Word of God. And I hope that it has been more than you imagined that this new understanding of grace will help you to deepen your walk with God and the impact that it has on you. I appreciate Cloverdale Baptist Church, where I pastor, and the joy they have had of allowing me to spend the time preparing and delivering these, and it's a joy to be with you again today. It's difficult to walk with God. In fact, as I pastor, I find that there are a number that feel overwhelmed or weak and almost to the point of despair. It's important to understand in the call of God that He not only has grace that saves us, grace that allows us to be in His presence cleaned up, transformed, and really sculpted, but also there is a part of the grace of God that strengthens us. And if you today are feeling weak, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if your life is marked with despair because of your circumstances or your own strength, then the Word of God has some hope for you. Hudson Taylor, who was the founder of China Inland Mission, he knew the secret of strength even when he felt weak. He was once complimented by a friend on the impact of his ministry and life, and here was his answer. It seemed to me that God looked over the whole world to find a man who was weak enough to do his work, and when he had at last found me, he said, he is weak enough, he'll do. All God's giants have been weak men or women who did great things for God because they reckoned on His being with them. His strength is always enough to accomplish whatever it is He asks us as His objects of grace, His children to do. And in fact, sometimes in God's great plan and the good works He has prepared in advance for us to do, He actually will make us weaker so that we will know that it is God who gets the glory for what has been accomplished in our lives and through our lives. You remember the story of Gideon from the Old Testament that started with a small man hidden because he didn't want to face the enemy, and then in the strength of God, he gathers 32,000 men, and God whittles that army down to 10,000, and then God whittles that army down to 300, and then with those 300, the Midianites are delivered into his hand. God wanted the glory, and so God sometimes chooses to use weak people. Now, you might already be saying, yeah, but I feel weak enough. I feel already too weak, and I want to be more independent. And that's the world's way of thinking. The world desires independence from the day we're born to try to move forward and be able to walk on our own and live on our own and, and be those who are independent from help from others. But from the moment we experience the grace of God, dependence is our goal. Dependence on God's strength that is sufficient for us. In fact, in John chapter 15, Jesus, in teaching this beautiful, powerful picture of the vine and the branches, says that apart from Him, 
We can do nothing. It's absolute dependence. And in that, our weakness, as real as it is, is turned into strength as we serve Him in His strength for His glory. One of the greatest passages in the Bible to explain this is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 10. In this, we discover that grace is not only for salvation and sculpting and schooling, but it's also for strengthening. And as we read this text today, I hope that the text itself would be a, a strengthening if you're listening and hurting and feeling overwhelmed with your own weaknesses. Here is the Word of God. I must go on boasting, though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man who in Christ 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man cannot utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God's grace is sufficient for you God's grace is sufficient in weakness, and in fact, His grace will turn our weaknesses into victory. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul is talking to some people who were struggling with him and fighting against him, and he responds in strength because of the strength of God. I want us to walk through this text and notice a few powerful things that can help you if you feel helpless, if you feel weak today. Now remember, grace is God's free, unmerited favor shown to guilty sinners who deserve only judgment, but it doesn't ever end at conversion. It actually helps us as we live our lives with the weaknesses that we know we have in those lives. The first thing I want us to note in this text is that God delights in dependence. There's some amazing things in this text, really life-changing if we can grasp them. Notice in verse 7 that Paul is given a thorn in the flesh to keep from becoming conceited. What is this thorn in the flesh? Well, the text does not tell us specifically. Some think it was Paul's opponents or his trials or, as I think, his eyesight. But that is not the point of the text. In fact, the text is purposely quiet on this issue, allowing the application of what Paul is going to say to spread to all believers throughout time who experience immense pain. The thorn in the flesh, the text tells us, is a messenger from Satan that torments him. And those are very strong words. He's tormented by Satan. Who is this pain from? Well, that's an important question because in the text we see that although the thorn in the flesh is from Satan, what it accomplishes is from God. It keeps Paul 
knowing in his weakness that he needs to be humble and dependent on God. In fact, God is using this thorn in the flesh to make Paul strong. God uses Satan, in this case, to accomplish his will. And just as a little aside, it's important for us to remember that we never need be afraid of the demonic realm. 1 John 5.18, so strong, we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who is born of God protects him, and the evil one, listen carefully, cannot harm him. What we learn from this story in the Bible is that God will never let Satan do anything beyond what he will use for our good and his glory. I love how Jerry Bridges sums this up. God never allows pain without a purpose in the lives of his children. He never allows Satan nor circumstances nor any ill-intending person to afflict us unless he uses that affliction for our good. God never wastes pain. He always uses it to work together for our ultimate good, the good of conforming us more to the likeness of his son, Jesus, our Lord. What was the purpose for the pain of Paul, this thorn in the flesh? Well, it kept him humble and it kept him dependent. It's interesting to note the time frame of this. This is 14 years after he had received his great revelation. God knows our hearts. God knows our needs. And we are strongest when we are humble. And we are strongest when we are dependent because God's grace so rich, so much more than we imagine is something that we can experience when we acknowledge our weakness, when we, will find out in a minute, boast in our weaknesses. God's grace is amazing, not only for saving a wretch like me, but for helping someone weak like me to stay humble and dependent in serving Him for His glory. So often in life we face hardships and struggles, we focus so much on those things that we can forget to see God's purpose and His will for our lives. Like Paul, we must strive to remember that in those moments, His strength, His grace, is what we need to make it through. Moreover, it's in those times of weakness that we can bring more glory to God through our dependence on Him. When we come back, Pastor Rob will conclude this message about how grace is for strengthening us. Thanks so much for listening. Have you subscribed to our free ministry publication, Bible Matters? This is one of our most popular resources that we offer. By providing a variety of encouraging and insightful articles from Bible teacher Dr. John Newfeld and other guest contributors, we want to help you grow in your walk with Jesus. Delivered to your door six times a year, it's free and easy to sign up for. So don't miss out. Subscribe today. Just visit backtothebible.ca or call us at 1-800-663-2425. Now let's go back to the Bible with guest speaker, Pastor Rob Goddard. God delights in our dependence. I have never been an Oilers fan. In fact, growing up in Calgary, I strongly disliked them. But there's one player that came to my attention. He was a man by the name of Dave Lumley. He played on Wayne Gretzky's line. And as long as he was on Wayne Gretzky's line, he could score goals. And one of the things that made the Oilers great in those years is they would move people onto Wayne Gretzky's line and they would score many goals and then they would trade those players for other players who were significantly better. 
because when you depended on Wayne Gretzky, greatness was close behind. It's way more significant when we depend on God. God delights in our dependence. In fact, greatness for God is found in humility. Greatness is found in pointing to Jesus, and greatness is found in dependence. The text goes on and it explains that God's grace is enough. And this is important for us to hear as well, because when we feel and experience the weakness that leads to dependence, often we feel like giving up. And here is Paul. He's pleaded with God three times. He's begged with God to remove this thorn in the flesh. Here is the text. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, now listen carefully, my grace is sufficient for you and My power is made perfect in weakness. This is so important for us to learn because in standing in the face of all of the things we will have in our lives, this will keep us strong in seeking to live for the glory of God. This will help us to be in the world, but not of the world. This will help us to live with passion and joy in the midst of any thorn in the fleshes that come our way. I love the story of David and Goliath, and the story actually starts before he meets Goliath when he meets a bear and a lion. And what's interesting is that David acknowledges his weakness, but what he sees is the strength of God around him. And so a bear doesn't frighten him, a lion doesn't frighten him, and Goliath is someone he runs towards to engage with a sling and five stones because he knows God's grace is sufficient. God will give us, as those who've experienced His grace for conversion, the strength to deal with whatever comes across our path in a way that will glorify Him. He will give us what we need to do His work always. He doesn't promise us an easy life. In fact, sometimes following Jesus leads to incredible hardship. But He does promise grace. Grace that is for weak people, grace that strengthens us. I love the old Swedish hymn, day by day and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials there, trusting in my Father's wise bestowment. I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measure gives unto each day what he seems best. Lovingly, it's part of pain and pleasure mingling toil with peace and rest. Do you feel weak today? Do you feel like you need God's strength or you just can't go on? God delights in dependence and God's grace is sufficient for anything that you will have to deal with as a follower of Jesus. Strength in weakness is the paradigm of the Christian. And God is the source of my strength. When weaknesses cause me to rest in Him, then I am strong. Now, the third thing I want us to note in this passage I've just entitled, Getting God's Grace. How do we receive this amazing grace that makes us strong in the midst of any weakness? It's interesting that verse 12 tells us that Paul delights in weaknesses because he knows that when he is weak, then he is strong. What this simply means is that he believes that God in his grace is enough for any and every circumstance. So the question for all of us today is, do you believe that strength is found in weakness? 
See, that's what Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is screaming out to us. His grace is sufficient. His strength is enough. And so to receive the security and the joy that comes from God's grace for life, we must believe. Now, you might be asking, well, how? If you understood the situation that I am going through, you would understand how broken I am feeling the despair that I work through almost every day. How? What are some smaller steps that I can take to allow me to experience the grace of God for strengthening in my life because I feel overwhelmed with my weaknesses? Well, there are a few things that we must do. One is we must continually wash our mind with the Word of God. If we are to be a people who have the grace of God active in our lives, we must become intimate friends with the Bible. We need to repent of any known sin and purify ourselves with prayer and seeking God for help and mercy in our time of need. And we need to be around other believers in churches that are healthy, encouraging one another and showing one another the grace of God and strengthening one another with passages like this. And we need to preach the gospel of grace to ourselves every day. Faith, belief is so important to this assurance. Paul states in 2 Timothy 2 verse 1, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Grace is for strengthening. And that really is a call that Jesus has for each of us that are his followers. And what a privilege to be a servant of the King who calls us to eternity shaping acts, those good works he's prepared in advance for us to do, and whose grace is sufficient for the journey that he's placed us on as difficult as that might be for you today. His power is made perfect in weakness. Hudson Taylor, the founder of China Inland Mission, knew the secret of strength through weakness. He was complimented once by a friend on the impact of his mission, and Hudson Taylor answered, and yes, you've heard this before. It seemed to me that God looked all over the whole world to find a man who was weak enough to do his work, and when he at last found me, he said, he is weak enough, he'll do. All God's giants have been weak men or women who did great things for God because they reckoned on his being with them. Are you weak enough to be a giant for God? Are you willing to experience his grace in the midst of whatever you're going through? Because when you are weak, then he is strong. Therefore, I encourage you, I implore you, boast all the more eagerly about your weaknesses, for when you are weak, then you are strong. One scholar has stated the deepest need that you and I have in weakness and adversity is not quick relief, but well-grounded confidence that what is happening to us is part of the greatest purpose of God in the universe, the glorification of the grace and power of His Son, the grace and power that bore Him to the cross and kept Him there until the work of love was done. That's what God is building into our lives. That's the meaning of weakness, insults, hardships, persecution, calamity. God's grace is amazing. And today, if you believe this, there are three areas of your life that will never be the same, although we all will struggle at times with this. You'll have no fear of any circumstance God allows into your life. The future is strong because God's strength will carry you through. God has a plan and he is your God and he is with you. You don't need to fear the current circumstances or the future. You don't need to be concerned over your own weaknesses. 
boast in them, find strength in them. This isn't talking about sin. It's talking about your weaknesses, your frailty as a human, your situation, maybe it's your health. And then thirdly, celebrate grace, worship God. Live in light of his grace in all that you say and do, for grace is for salvation, sculpting, schooling, and it's for strength. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Rob, what a great message, and what an inspirational one to to remind us about the power of God's grace in essence to strengthen us, even in the most difficult of times. But you've had to have gone through those times yourself, times where, you know, you felt a little bit overwhelmed, perhaps you felt weak, or or things have been uh, just really difficult in your life. So how have you responded to that personally? Where do you find that grace, that reminder that God is sufficient? That is such an excellent question because this is so personal and all of us at different times will struggle with these real things that happen to us in life. For me personally, it's building in constant reminders. I wear different things. I choose clothing from different people to remind myself of the greatness of victory in Christ. I actually have things that I wear on my wrist to remind me of the grace of God, to preach the gospel to myself every day, the colors of the gospel. If you've ever used the simple coloring book, I actually wear on my wrist to remind myself of that. And and when I feel overwhelmed, it's so important that we don't deny those feelings, but rather take those to Jesus and then in those experience the strength and grace that he gives. And so those reminders draw me to prayer. Prayer draws me to my Savior, and my Savior gives me grace. And so it's so important for us to constantly have these things on our minds. This is a hard thing to say, that we delight in weakness, in insults, and in hardships. How many of us can actually stomach that? What we've learned today from God's Word is profoundly countercultural indeed. It is only when we've grasped the reality of grace and its ability to make us strong and carry us through that we'll understand the words and sentiment of Paul. Let us learn to be increasingly dependent on Christ and lean on Him during the hard times. I hope that today's message has blessed you greatly and that the words point you deeper into knowing God and His purpose for your life. Well, that concludes our study, but please join us tomorrow for our final message from the series Amazing Grace with Pastor Rob Goddard. Back to the Bible Canada, leading you forward in your walk with Jesus every day. As Christians, we can probably all recite John 3.16 by heart. After all, it's one of the most well-known verses of the entire Bible, and it's also the theme of Dr. Neufeld's I Will Tell sermon that he preached during Back to the Bible Canada's national tour. We think this message is so important for us to hear, and that's exactly why we're offering it on a special DVD this month. Dr. Neufeld helps us rediscover the true meaning of John 3.16 and the overwhelming reality of God's love. And by doing so, we'll see what makes this verse so amazing and why we must appreciate its depth and significance. It's our hope that this teaching will invigorate our efforts to share the good news with those around us and give us renewed inspiration for the gospel. The I Will Tell DVD is available today as a free gift to you, so don't hesitate to call us at 1-800-663-2425 or send us an email at info at backtothebible.ca. 
Again, that number is 1-800-663-2425.